Welcome to the Wedding Guest Extraordinaire podcast with me, Sarah Southern. Join me each week as I talk everything weddings, taking you from engagement to honeymoon, making sure that you really do enjoy planning your big day. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Wedding Guest Extraordinaire podcast with me, Sarah Southern. Uh, it's still very hot, so I'm very sorry if you can hear the background noise, but it's impossible to record this without the windows open. Uh, hopefully the temperature will drop a little bit in London soon. This week on the podcast, I've got my friend Stacy, who got engaged to her boyfriend, Himmy, a few months ago, and they've been on my will they, won't they watch list for quite a while. So when I finally got the message that they got engaged, I'd have to admit I was pretty excited. Um, so yeah, take a listen. It's a slightly different episode as it's all about giving her some tips and advice on planning a wedding day, but I love the conversation. So let's dive straight in. Do enjoy. Hi Stacey, how are you? Hi Sarah, very well thank you. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, pleased it, to be here. Good, good. It's a very warm day, so apologies if anyone can hear the trains from outside, but we can't shut every window, otherwise we'll, we'll melt to death. But I'm very pleased to have you on the podcast, because I think you've got some exciting news to share with our listeners. Do you? <laughs> it feels quite old now, my news. Well, it's still new and fresh in my mind. So... I got engaged in at the end of February. Was it that long ago? Yes, end of February. Oh and I've learned that I have to say the end of February uh, because people automatically go, Valentine's Day. Oh, you don't want that? And I'm like, no. Himmy's got more, more class. Well, let, let's dive into your relationship. So your boyfriend, Himmy, and you have been dating for how long? Nearly 13 years. 13 years? Yep. That is insane. We were babies. <laughs> Did you meet at Freshers Week at university? Or? Not far off that, yeah. So we met at university. We lived in different blocks in halls of residence, had a mutual friend, and then moved in together in our second year, and love blossomed. Oh, my word. So we basically always lived together. So pretty much for the entirety of your adult life, Himmy has been in your life. Yes, yeah. Now, I love Himmy. He is a brother from another mother. Like, I, he's a good pal of mine, and I think you're a perfect couple. But That's very kind. How do you get to 13 years and not be engaged yet? Like, what What have you both been waiting for? I feel like that's a question for Himmy. That <laughs> <laughs> is constantly, was constantly asked by his mother. And oh, I'd really? say, you need to ask Himmy. <laughs> <laughs> so you dated at university... Did you then both move to London together after that? I moved to London first, was here for a, a year and a bit. No, two years actually nearly. And then he followed me down and then we moved in together, which I think was nice because it's nice to have a break of not living together. And yeah. Wow, it's, it's the engagement that I have been waiting for for some time. So I'm quite excited. So you basically should now be in full on wedding planning mode. But I know for a fact that you're not. <laughs> no, because it turns out it's quite quite a lot of work. <laughs> and it's quite time-consuming. Yeah, who knew? Yeah. Started off with a flurry of excitement. We were like, we'll just enjoy the engagement for a couple of weeks. Then we'll get cracking. Did a little bit. And then life took over. And we just keep going to other people's weddings. And <laughs> haven't had time to sort our own out. 
I've just thought before we dive into all the, the wedding planning aspects of things, because I do want to deep dive with you on that, is how did Timmy actually propose? Like, if he's waited 13 years, did he have a really good idea? It was a lovely weekend. It was. It was a surprise weekend away. So on the Thursday night, he came home from work quite late and said, oh, we're going away tomorrow. And that was lovely. And I was very excited. But also my parents were visiting the following day. So I had a sort of moment of trying to sound enthusiastic, but also that's quite rude that we're going away. (laughs) (laughs) And they're they're travelling to London to visit us. But lovely, lovely idea. So it turned out that actually my dad did know about the trip. I think everybody we knew seemed to know about it, except me and my mum. Oh, really? Which is very strange, but quite nice. Uh, Yes, then we went to a place called Rue, which is a teeny tiny village outside Exeter. We're in this, basically a posh caravan, Mm -hmm. which was beautiful. Log fire, completely spoilt for the weekend, beautiful countryside. It was absolutely freezing. It was the week before the Beast from the East arrived caravan not the best but (laughs) manageable nonetheless uh and it was lovely and then we went on a really really long walk uh on a saturday um along the x valley way which is beautiful definitely recommend it and then at the very last moment before we got to the bus stop he pulled me over and we he popped the question were you when he'd come home on the thursday night and said we're going away did you have a suspicion in your mind that this might be it Not really, because he gave a really good reason that he'd been very busy at work. He'd been working lots of late nights on a project and it was like, oh, I haven't seen you for ages. I thought it'd be a nice thing to do. And that made sense. Yeah. But when you were saying, but mum and dad arrive on Saturday. I just thought he was being really rude. (laughs) And you were just happy to go along with it. (laughs) Yeah, it's all right. I don't particularly like them. Let's just, let's just leave them the keys and be off. Yeah. He was just like, oh, it's, I know it's not ideal, but... (laughs) crumbs okay yeah so is he down on one one knee or no we were sat on our bums sat on your bums yeah (laughs) by a beautiful stream daffodils nearby it was lovely actually and there was a lovely little country pub around the corner as well so we went for a drink afterwards and did you say yes immediately yes i I immediately knew what was happening when he then said i've got something and i thought (laughs) uh oh i've got something to ask you and then he got his thing out the pocket and I was like, oh, my God. And was it the actual ring? It was the actual ring, which he had spent months designing himself uh, with a jeweller and had made. And it was perfect. If you'd asked me what I wanted, I, would, I just wouldn't have been able to have described it at all. I didn't really know. But it was perfect. Yeah. Oh, this is why Himmy's such a good guy. Yeah. So, so good. So do you then ring your parents and they're like, we already know. <laughs> Do you know what? We didn't actually tell anyone until Sunday night. So that was the Saturday afternoon. We had a nice dinner together. And then we were just really busy. So we had to check out of the Airbnb, went for brunch, then went on a train. And I really didn't want to do it in any kind of public places. Then we went for cocktails when we got back to London, really making the most of it. And then I finally got home and we had dinner planned. So I called my sister. Actually, I tried to call my parents. And my dad does his regular Sunday pub trip with his uh-huh. friend. And my dad wasn't in. So I had to sort of make something up that like, oh, well, I'll call back. Because I didn't want to say anything without him being there. I spoke to my sister who turned out already knew. She was very excited. And then when I spoke to my mum and dad, my dad didn't really say anything. And then he mentioned something about 
the ring or something and my mum immediately was like how do you know it's <laughs> like oh i've known for ages so i'm sure they had a mini argument when <laughs> when i hung up um how did you feel about your dad knowing before you did? See, I know that you think this is a weird thing. I do, I do. I've mentioned it on the podcast yeah. many times. That was my first mention on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wouldn't have minded either way. Not, not bothered at all. But the fact that he did do it, I thought, was really nice. I thought it was a nice way for my dad to feel part of it because... My mum will be there trying the wedding dress on. My sister's going to be there throughout. It's kind of a nice way for him to be a part of it because I don't think there are, except walking me down the aisle, going to be that many opportunities. So I thought it was quite sweet for them and quite a bonding thing. Yeah, it's nice. I think that is a lovely bonding experience for your dad and him, certainly. So you've now got the ring. You've started to tell people. People are getting excited. I was very excited. You were very excited. I get very excited by people being in love. It's a very positive thing. But you need to get cracking with the wedding planning. But I do know that Himmy's mum wants to give some advice on the date that you should choose. Yes, so Himmy's uh, family are Hindu. So, um, and from his mum's from India. So it is very important in terms of uh, picking the right day. So we do have an auspicious date given to us by uh, her, it's not a priest, um, which I think is the 17th of July, 2019. Which would be a Friday. Oh, no. no. The 17th would be a Wednesday. Well, that's not going to happen. Who gets married on a Wednesday? Not us. (laughs) People I hate get married (laughs) on a Wednesday. (laughs) Selfish. Yeah. Um, So we'll, we'll think about it. But, you know, but it might no. not be. <laughs> <laughs> but I love the fact that Himmy's mum has, like, got so, like, emotionally invested in it. Very and, like, excited about it. This is happening. Because she's been waiting 13 years. Oh, bless. Yeah. Are any of her other kids married? So Himmy's, uh, Himmy's got three sisters. Yeah. The older one is married, and then the other two sisters aren't. So there is, there's been a gap. It's a lot of pressure yeah. on you. Which though. is the same for me as well, that my brother is married, my sister isn't. Uh, so then, yeah. There's a, there's a gap there. So, obviously, there's a certain um, interest, shall we say, from different parties, like parents. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you going to decide what type of wedding you're going to have? We have been through a lot of different, different thought processes on this. From Initially, when I got engaged, I was like, oh, my God, I want the really big country wedding you know everyone's playing lawn games in the garden beautiful sunshine it looks like what you get in a bridal magazine and then I realized that's quite expensive (laughs) (laughs) and possibly not what I want and definitely not what Himmy wanted and then actually the more we talked it through the more we realized that wasn't probably really very us and actually we want something a bit different to that that maybe is a bit more London a bit different uh, and not the kind of stereotypical. We started off with Himmy's opinion being very different to what I wanted, and us going, "Oh God, like <laughs> this, this is a bit of a bad start." And then we did this um, 
obviously you read lots of bridal things when you're engaged so we found this website and it had these questions about things you should ask each other about what you want your wedding to be so you know what three words would describe your wedding what feeling do you want guests to have when they've left and actually we agreed on everything there so we were like okay so this sort of the outcome we're on we're on the same path we just need to agree how we get there he wants a buffet i want a sit down meal Oh, yeah, it's difficult. It's difficult. Yeah. I'm, I'm quite a fan of bowl food now, I think. Yeah. Bowl food and cocktails. I feel like it's been done, though. Yeah. <laughs> Every, everything's been done. I don't think there's any yeah. original ideas left. Uh, do you want to have a religious wedding or a... No, because no? we are... Well, my family are Christian, mm. but I'm not really practising. His family are Hindu. We're keeping the religion out. So ideally, something just at a venue mm-hmm. no churches no temples but we will probably add in some nice kind of hindu ceremony bits into it to oh definitely in. yeah but hopefully ideally with the food maybe that would be a bit of curry favored by me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> please i will consider that <laughs> so you think you want to have a london location because yes. you see when i'm giving tips to people on planning their weddings i would always say plan your location mm-hmm. Think of the date, and then see what you can, how you can match those two things up. Yeah, and then bring the third thing in, which is the finances. Yes. Have you sat down and started working out your finances? We have done a bit of that. Yes. Yeah. Once we started to get a few quotes in, we knew we know roughly where we need to be with things. So yes, we've got a Google Doc. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. And have you had those conversations with sets of parents saying? Are you wanting to support us in any way? Or as adults, should we not be expecting that? No, do you know what? We haven't, actually. It's probably a good conversation to have. Yeah. Because then at least you know. Well, I want the money for the house. True. <laughs> but, <laughs> true. I mean, this is, this is the quandary, isn't it? But I think having a conversation that says, this is the kind of wedding that we're thinking yeah. of doing... If there's anything that you would like to support us with, we would obviously generally accept it. But if you don't want to, that's also fine. I feel very independent, though, in that I would never ask for money. I think it's an odd thing. Yeah, but I do still think that your parents will want to support you in some part of it. And whether that be buying your dress or paying for the rehearsal dinner or whatever it is... And I think it's easier to be like, well, will you just cover this? Like, will you host this bit? Like, can the champagne after the ceremony yeah. be paid for by you? And then that's the bit that you're hosting yeah. or whatever. I think that's kind of a nicer, rather than saying, oh, what we'd quite like is a check yeah. <laughs> for the following amount yeah. to be used for goodness knows what. Yeah. Uh, that would be good. That's a good thing. But I think I- your point on the dates is good as well because we started off with we don't really mind when in the year we get married and that is that's quite a hard starting point because i was saying well if we pick a a venue with that has an outside space then the summer would be great but then if we find a venue that doesn't have outside space that would probably be better suited for autumn winter great but then that that is quite a lot to choose from yeah well, what, what kind of time of the year do you want to get married? I think spring or autumn. Yeah. I want to really avoid Christmas. Obviously. I know people love that sometimes, but not for me. I think getting married around Christmas is really selfish because people have got commitments. Yeah. Like, 
fact. (laughs) People go away or there's a tradition that they have. So if you decide to get married on the 27th of December, you might be saving a bit of money, but the likelihood is you'll have a quarter of the guests there because no trains or whatever. People have been married on, got married on New Year's Eve as Mm, well. That's quite popular. And I've heard mixed, I've got mixed feelings about that. In some ways that's that's quite a good thing. I think it's a good thing if you're the kind of person who doesn't normally have a planned thing in yeah. on YouTube. But I can think of loads of people who do the same thing every year with family, especially now people who've got kids and stuff. That's, you know, that kind of week yeah. of Christmas and New Year is so sacred that I think it's very difficult to drag people away from that. Unless you're having a local wedding. If you're having a wedding yes, where all of your mates are in the same place, then yeah. probably crack on. But if you're having one where people are from all over the place, it's a bit more difficult. But I think when deciding on your date, the other thing that you should keep in mind is your team. Because if your mum and dad are celebrating their mm-hmm. 50th wedding anniversary, I know they've not been married that long, have they? But you know what I mean? Not far off. Not yeah. far off. But if they're having a big celebration or one of your siblings is having a baby don't have it so it clashes with the, the birth date you know um but i think also like with your bridesmaids and your i was gonna say groomsmen but we're not in america your ushers and your best men if they have got something big going on in their life like a baby being due or indeed their own wedding you need to navigate it so you don't clash with that because yeah. it's going to be nothing more annoying than your best man going oh yeah a bit of a problem i can't actually come to the wedding as it's actually my sister's wedding that day and she trumps you. So, <laughs> so I think it's good to kind of like get all those dates pulled yeah. out of people and then you know where you're That's at. That's true. I was, him is best friend, one of his best friends, is having a baby at the moment. So we do need to think about that as well because he would be devastated if he wasn't there. So has him he selected as best man yet? No. No. The said friend has been staying with us and Himmy's playing a nice little game with him, I think. Oh, I, my God. <laughs> in that he said he's undecided at this point. There's a few contenders. Now, I know you've had the, a very close group of friends since school. Yes. So will they all make the cut? I've got seven close friends, so there's something a bit weird, I feel, about a grown woman having seven grown-up women bridesmaids. I don't think it's that weird as long as you dress them in the right way. Not the same. Not the same dress would be my advice. Yeah. But I think that's fine. I haven't decided what I'm doing yet. I've got, well, you've well, got, I've got a sister. You haven't got a date got, yet. So I know. You don't need Someone was giving me advice at the weekend that I should get the bridesmaids on the venue hunt. I wouldn't I, personally I, no. do that. The, the thing that you want your bridesmaids to help you with, I mean, you're a bridesmaid coming yes. up. So, you know, you're, you're in the depth of this at the minute, is to help you with... Like things like the dresses and the more creative side of things, and also delivering an amazing Hindu for you. Yeah. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't be asking them it's to do a bit anything. Too PA. <laughs> well, I mean, I do make a joke in my show that being a bridesmaid is a little bit like being um, an unpaid intern, but with fewer job prospects <laughs> at the end of it, uh, because you, know, you you do have to do a lot. But the advice that I would give is. Whoever you select, just make sure they're people who don't irritate you. Because the morning where you're getting ready for your wedding and your emotions are so high, you don't want to be thinking, oh, God, why is she so annoying? Because even though we love our best friends like sisters, they can sometimes push our buttons in certain ways. So I'd say choose the people who make you feel calm and elated rather than, ah! 
and then the other thing is to make sure you select someone, whether that be the best man, the chief bridesmaid, or indeed the MC or whoever, who's like your point person on the day. Because like, it was quite interesting at Claire and Carl's wedding the other week, the caterers had put the tables in the wrong place. And I knew they'd put the tables in the wrong place. But they, the, the caterers wouldn't believe that I had the authority yeah. to tell them. So you kind of almost need to empower one person on the day. And it's easier if it's someone who's within your wedding party yeah. who will then that kind of be the, the, the person who spots the problems and sorts things out. It does mean that they don't have a very good day until about 7 o'clock in the evening because <laughs> they're so busy doing stuff. But I did that at Laura's wedding, at Elliot's and at Claire's, where you're just keeping everything moving along and making sure that yeah. there's no issues. Because you can't have someone just suddenly walking up to the groom and being like, oh, slight problem, uh, but all the refrigerators are broken yeah. and you no longer have <laughs> any desserts. What should we do? <laughs> like, yeah. You know, you just want to remove all of that. So kind of almost it's as if the wedding day, it's no longer your event. Yeah, You're, you're almost a guest at your yeah. own wedding. So choose your team wisely would be my advice. Good advice. And yet, yeah, don't dress seven women in the same dress. <laughs> but do get them dresses with pockets. My bridesmaid dress at Claire's wedding had pockets. Amazing. And I keep telling everyone, <laughs> had pockets. It's so amazing. It's so amazing. Uh, but you're in the depths of planning a Hindu, or you've just planned a Hindu. Just planned a Hindu. So, what kind of Hindu would you want, having just planned somebody else's? Would you want a similar one, or you would want a wilder one? Oh God, uh, probably not a wilder one. I am more. I'm, I'm torn about it, to be honest. I'm slightly more drawn to the just having it on one day. Ooh, nice. Than a weekend away. But I do love a weekend away. Yeah. And it is a lot of fun. Yeah. So, but I did go on a really nice hen do where we just did it on the day. We went to a spa, had a treatment, hang by the pool for a couple of hours, had afternoon tea, and then we went on a lovely boat ride from kind of maidenhead to windsor so it was beautiful that Lots is nice yeah man drove us around it was a gorgeous sunny day and then we had some dinner and drinks in windsor and then we all went back to london and some of us went out and then that was it but it was just a really nice day i went on an amazing one day hendu where we all met for lunch in this really really lovely restaurant near southwark then we went to the pub then we went to Secret Cinema, and it was when it was oh, the fun. Star Wars one. Yeah. Um, and that was really fun. And then that just that activity took up the whole time. And then it was the end of the night. And it was just really fun, because we just had this really cool dinner in this, or lunch rather, in this private room, and that had been really fun. That, that's where we'd done, like, the silly videos yeah. and all that kind of jazz. And then Secret Cinema was just amazing. That's a great idea. So I, I would hand. definitely recommend that as a one. But I'd have to admit, that... That one-day Hindu, I think, costs nearly as much as some of the weekends away. Well, that's where you need to be a bit careful. Because it's, it's hard, can't. isn't it? It is expensive. The, the Hindu... Oh, I shouldn't really say, actually. <laughs> you can't say that. The Hindu that I've just organised, so there were 20... Well, organised with three other very organised people, were 22 of us. Um, and I know you did one as well. There are not that many houses in the UK in convenient locations from London that can accommodate 22 people. Yeah. And a lot of them say, no Hindus. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So you're like, should we just say we're on a university reunion? Or like, it's my birthday. Yeah. Or it says no events. Yes. And you're like, well, what is an event? What is an event? Surely if someone hires a house that can sleep 22, there's an event of some sort. Yeah. 
whether that be someone's 60th or do you know what I mean like no one's got that many kids so um, I know that that's it's quite hard really to find the right venue at the right price because obviously if there are not that many in the UK they know there aren't that Mm. many so they're pricey Uh, so sometimes it's just easier to do a day I think where are most of your friends based though London and Northampton yes there's the odd one dotted elsewhere, but oh yeah. My God, I think we should go to Northampton. Oh, I really do. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should go, yeah. and I'll take you for a weekend. Okay, we'll do that. We'll we'll, we'll hire an Airbnb. Yeah, and we'll go wild. So we'll we don't to, we don't spoil your parents' we'll weekend. We'll go to Revs. Oh, show you the sights. Amazing. Yeah, and then we'll do a weekend away in the northeast, and I'll take you to Dontino's Night Spot in Hex. <laughs> And that'll be mega. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it's exactly right on my hand. <laughs> it's not. It's really not. Never go back. That's that's the rule. That's like when you think it's a good idea to have a university reunion back where you you used to go to university, and then you realise you're ten years older than everybody that's now there, and everything is now rubbish. A friend of mine organised her friend's Hindu in like near Durham. Because I think they'd gone to Durham or they had friends who'd been to Durham. They're like, oh, it'll be super fun and we'll go to this nightclub and blah, blah, blah. And they went into the nightclub that they would have gone in as students. And they said it was the most horrendous experience yeah. of their life. Because obviously when they were students, they were paying what, a pound a pint for the yeah. most vile alcohol ever. And were smashed from the second they walked in. So it looks great. Yes, they're like, whoa, we're living our best life. And then they walked in, they're like, we're not living our best life anymore. Like, retreat, retreat. Would you not fancy an abroad Hindu? Mm, no, I would say not. No. I mean, I would love the idea of, you know, a weekend in Mallorca would be great. But I think that's a lot to ask of people. Oh my God, you think it'll get to the point where you could hire the Love Island villa? I, yeah, I hope I've actually had that conversation because it would be a great <laughs> party venue. It's perfect for you a Hindu. Just, you just know that everyone's Googling that at the minute, yeah. aren't they? Like, can I hire the Love Island Villa for parties? So have you got any ideas on the dress that you'd like to wear? Do you know what? I haven't, actually. Well, I, have a, I, have, I know that strapless, not for me, don't like Strapless isn't for anyone. Yeah. I've discussed this at length <laughs> with many, many people. And unless you're basically Kendall Jenner. Yeah. Strapless isn't going to look good on anyone. No, I completely agree. So something with a sleeve. Oh, I love a sleeve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm slightly more conservative, I would say. So I imagine something a bit straighter. But then I'm very drawn to absolutely massive. Because when else are you going to do that? Yeah. Um, Giant netted meringue. I can I can see that. Because uh, Jo Hall, friend of the podcast, who has been on a couple of times, she is a, a fashion and beauty writer. And she said that. She's like, part of me just like loves it when people wear massive meringue dresses because why not? Yeah. And I think yeah. like maybe we should be like embracing it as much as I love like Meghan Markle's very yeah. slim fitting dress. Why, why not just extend just it out bigger, a bit? Bigger. Yeah. <laughs> Something in at the waist and then out. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, Big Fat Gypsy Wedding. A L- little bit, but more tasteful. <laughs> Not without flashing lights no, and such like. No, no pink or it. anything in it. So no diamante. Will you start wedding dress shopping soon? I, I think I need to go and do some to kind of boost the excitement again. I can see you in a vintage dress. Really? Yeah. Mm, I'm not sure. 
I don't know why. I can just see you in something that is very different to what's like on the yeah the market at the minute. But I feel like that's the classic story that people go in knowing exactly what they want, and then they that isn't what they want, and then they try on something that they would never have tried on before, and that's the one. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, of course that happens. Of course, I wouldn't mind a bit of vintage. Yeah. I like the idea of well, that. Well, you've got ages because you don't know yes. when you're getting married. <laughs> so, oh, look, you could, in theory, get married in spring. Coming. Yes. Yeah. Like, you could just find a venue. And just... our, our biggest block at the moment is I don't have any annual leave till April 2019 because I've used right. it all up. Okay. So it has to be after that point. So it basically needs to be after the Easter holidays yeah. in 2019. Yeah. So we're looking at a May wedding, probably. Oh, surely autumn. So we're now thinking it's September 2019. Possibly, yeah. Okay. That gives us just over 12 months. You have to be quite organised, though, because everything books up quite quickly. I think the venue aspect of it is probably the biggest um, stumbling block. Because everything else, truthfully, can be sorted. You could go to the high street tomorrow and get a dress that you could get married in. might not be the exact one you want, but you could get a dress. You could get flowers. You can get a photographer. You can definitely make a playlist on Spotify. Like, there's other things that can be sorted, but it's that venue. And until that is locked in. But I mean, have you even got like a top five venues that you want to get married in? No, not quite. Okay. We, we you've did, got we, a lot of work I know to do. We've got a lot of work. <laughs> we emailed, oh, I don't know, 25 different places and then got all the answers back and then I didn't really do anything about it. A lot, a lot were too small, it turned out, uh, which is a bit of a problem. And then there's a few that are nice that probably we should go and see. How many people are you wanting at this point? Um... That is a question. We're at about 140. Oh, yeah, that's a nice size. Which I think is... Yeah. But a lot of venues are about 120 max. Well, not everyone will be able to come. True. And I guess the most important question that I have to ask, will there be a second wedding in India? No, there won't be. Oh, man. No current plans for it. Can we not make that happen? You could make that happen. That's what I was most looking forward to. Plan the Indian wedding. (laughs) Well, I think you've got a very exciting year ahead and I couldn't be happier that you and Himmy are getting married and I cannot wait to get my countdown clock started (laughs) when we know the exact date. But thank you so much for coming along and sharing your story. Thank you for having me. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. So there we have it. That is Stacey's engagement and wedding planning story. She's got a lot to do. Like, she's got to get that guest list sorted. She's got to get that venue booked. They've got to work out how many guests are coming over from India. There's there's lots to be done. Uh, But I think it's going to be very exciting, and I really cannot wait to see the day that her and Himmy get married, as they're such a wonderful couple. They're a joy to spend time with. They just make you want to seek out the perfect partner, because they really are perfect for each other. So... Mazeltoff, as it were, to Stacey and Himmy, and uh, enjoy planning your wedding. 
Now, this is actually the last episode of Series 1 of The Wedding Guest Extraordinaire, as in a few days I'm off to Edinburgh for the Edinburgh Festival to perform my show, which is also called Wedding Guest Extraordinaire. So if you are in Edinburgh in August, please do come to the Waverley Bar at noon between the 4th and the 26th of August, not on the 15th, I'm having a day off on the 15th but come see my little comedy show uh it would be lovely to meet you all um and then hopefully we'll have a second series probably in the autumn but it's time for a little bit of summer respite for sure but i really do hope that you've enjoyed listening to this series um thank you for supporting as ever please do rate review subscribe allegedly it helps other people find it i've not seen the evidence as to why that is true but that's what i'm told please do follow us on the instagram the twitter the facebook it's all at wedding guest pod um and do listen in again soon but i'm sarah southern your wedding guest extraordinaire do take care